So they took a long walk and met up and talked a while and she decided to break off the engagement and they ended up getting married. So meanwhile, the world is fighting World War One, and all. So he wait, hold on. He left, came back, and and she was engaged, and he was like, "Let's go on one walk." And she was like, "Okay." And then he talked her into throwing her engagement away and coming to be with him. According to that was impressive. He's a master yeah. of words. Yeah. Hey there, I'm Jordan, and I'm Nick. We're just two regular guys who love talking about film, and now we'd like to talk to you. We decided to break down our discussions into three parts. Because everyone loves a gimmick. We discuss our expectations for a film before we watch it. That's take one. We give our immediate thoughts following the film. That's take two. And finally, we research the film at length to prepare for an informed and in-depth discussion. And that's take three. So if you love film even half as much as we do, join in on the conversation. This is take three, a movie podcast. Take one. So. How have you been? I've been great. How have you been? It's been so long. We literally saw each other in person yesterday. <laughs> I do kind of miss this. I do miss setting up and recording. I realize that because we yeah. haven't really recorded anything in a long time. Not um, a long time being like three, four weeks. Uh, our last episode was in June and we're, sh- we're prepping this. Yeah, it's been like it's three July. weeks. But like, still, that's still long for me. But yeah. I mean, it's definitely long for everyone else because it's been a month and a half, two months ish. Yeah, you will all hear so, this in August. I'm guessing. Yes, we are embarking on our second season, and we've got it all planned out. And it's, I'm very excited for you guys to uh, witness it and enjoy it with us. We also have a brand new Patreon. Uh, brand spanking new and we will leave a link in the show notes for anyone who's interested what's our first movie yeah so our first like legit episode first movie is one that we planned strategically so that we would have as much time to watch these films as possible because for the first time ever we are doing a trilogy of films (laughs) in one episode and it's going to be the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is something neither of us have ever seen. Correct. So uh, Peter Jackson's first three movies, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and then Return of the King. I'm not even sure I could have named you those. I didn't. I, I am terrified. I did not come prepped for this. No, it's it's going to be a big assignment. And I think that's why we decided to do it kind of first thing coming back because we do have this big chunk of time to prep. Um, but I think it's also interesting to note that we will have our first guest on for this episode for take two and take three, which will be very yes. fun. Our friend Stacy is going to come on. She is a fan of these movies and a strong advocate that we watch this and do this episode. And she's also a uh, loyal listener of ours. So I'm very excited that she is our first guest. I think the overwhelming feeling for me is just like, we're about to ingest nine hours of, I think <laughs> each of these movies are about three hours long. Ugh. So, uh, I mean, it's exciting. They're, they're like cult phenomenons that I had just, I don't know if avoided is the right word. I think I missed them. And then at yeah. the time when they were really popular, um, I was just like, nah, I don't know if I'm really into this like fantasy stuff. What has given me a lot of hope 
um, about this is thinking I, I was not into like fantasy or period type stuff. And then I uh, watched Game of Thrones and <laughs> I was a really big fan and I'm not equating the two, but you know, they're both fantastical, you know, long sprawled out stories um, with huge mythologies to them. And I know that the idea for Game of Thrones, there was inspiration drawn from the Tolkien books. So that sounds correct. That I did not know that. So I definitely think I'm a lot more on board with this than I was, say, even just a year ago. I'm the same way. I don't I know nothing about these movies. I am definitely not reading the books beforehand. I think that is a, a very big assignment that I just don't have the time for. But uh I'm excited to get into them because I feel like there are references that I should know or will know now. Um, they're clearly very popular for a reason. I think you told me earlier that did one of them win like 11 Oscars or something? I think it was 11. Um, Return of the King, which is the third one, won Best Picture. It swept every everything it was nominated for. Uh, it won. That's a huge deal. I mean, like at that time – yeah. You know, like, again, they weren't important to me for a fantasy movie like that, which is essentially, you know, obviously like a blockbuster, something like that winning Best Picture. That's that's a that's that's like a big deal. I mean, it's not certainly not the first blockbuster to win Best Picture, but it's still um, it's still pretty awesome that something like that could could sweep the Oscars and set records and stuff. We'll bet we'll definitely have like all that information uh, coming up. Tell me how this relates to. The Hobbit movies, because I know those are separate. But yeah. Not. So, okay. So there are three Lord of the Rings books. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote them. And, you know, I remember being assigned those, or not assigned, but those were like things that we could read in our summer reading. And I was like, no, thank you. They're really long. <laughs> or at least to a, you know, a young me, they seemed very long. And then The Hobbit was actually... I believe it's the first book. When when Stacy comes on, I think she'll definitely know. The Hobbit's only one book, and it seemed like they really just wanted to make it into a trilogy just to be able to charge you three times. You know what I mean? And <laughs> apparently, it, you know, it it's not enough source material. So um, did that? Those movies not do well? They were certainly not as well regarded. I don't think they ever really got any Oscar consideration or anything like that. I could be completely wrong. Certainly not as good as this first trilogy. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, the people adore these movies. Like they are widely celebrated and we are just two people who have completely missed the boat. And, um, (laughs) this is us trying to hop on last minute. I want to say that like, that I've seen bits and pieces of all of them maybe, but it was so long ago that I, I, I couldn't tell you what they were about. I know there's a ring and some short people and some wizards, and that's about it. And like a volcano, maybe? Does that sound right? Uh, <laughs> what do you maybe put? I I know that um well yes, there's definitely a ring. The movie is called Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. Um the short people are called Hobbits. Mm-hmm. I know that there are I think there are elves in this movie too, or maybe, I don't know. I know that there are a lot of famous people in this movie that you know, obviously, this was a, a a big bolster to their career in one way or another, right? Um, and uh, but like whether or not they need to deliver this ring or destroy it, I'm not sure. I think oh, like that's what I I'm. Have, 
I have no idea. I don't know what the ring does. I don't know. I, you know what? I've seen – is this the movie with like the big eye in the sky or is that something completely different? Is its name Mordor or something or like – I feel like Mordor is a place. I have no idea. I know that – Sauron or something? I don't – yeah, yeah. It's Sauron like a big eye sounds in the sky. better. But I don't yeah. know if that's Game of I, – I would have told you – I would have said, oh, that maybe that's Game of Thrones before I know that – I've seen Game of Thrones now. <laughs> I, I would – you know. I know that Ian McKellen is Gandalf in it, and they make him look really tall. Uh-huh. But yeah, this is uh, – maybe this is a good – like if, if we do more movies that we haven't seen, we should just – Say what we like the the ridiculous things we know. So like, do our best guess that, of what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know that there's like a uh, uh, Gollum is a thing. Yes, and I, know, and I don't know which is his like alter ego thing. Is it? Is that what it is? I think so. There's like two oh, in one know. body or something. He's like know. little. He's like yeah. a little guy, and he's also Andy Circus in real life, who mm-hmm. I really like. And like the the very popular. Um, motion capture actor. He's not the one with the long fingers, is he? Now, Andy Serkis is the guy. He is um, Ulysses Claw in the Marvel movies. He's in like Black Panther and Age of Ultron. He gets his arm chopped off. He also was like Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm. I'll show you a picture of him. He's really okay. good. I like him a lot, but he's he's. I think I'm. I could be completely wrong, but I think he is Gollum in this movie. Um, like this is another thing we have. We're literally going into this pretty blind, so very blind. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now so you know again, what it's like for me. Well, you did this already for the Matrix, but um, this is a pretty common occurrence for me. So yeah, part of me just wants to jump to the part of this podcast with Stacy in it, so we can start to make some sense of this shit. Uh, <laughs> But the next time you hear us, like if when we sign off, the next time you hear us, we will have literally watched nine hours. I think it's probably nine. I feel like each of them is three hours long. But we will have watched God, nine hours of this damn trilogy. That's so long. Ugh. And, no, like, and what? How many hours of Game of Thrones? Like how many episodes are in each season of Game of yeah, Thrones? How long? Yeah, like, we definitely. <laughs> we've committed time to bigger things. So yeah. We can do this. We watched eight hours of Stranger Things like this weekend. So (laughs) we did. (laughs) uh, Yeah, we'll we'll be all right. And if it's bad, we'll have Stacy here, who's the person who recommended this to us, to blame. So (laughs) I can't imagine that we will dislike these movies. I I predict that we will enjoy them. At least respect them. You know what I mean? Even if you can admit that they're not like your cup of tea, we can respect them. The last thing I want to say is that. If you are a listener who is like just joining us, this is our second season. We are returning and we are really happy to be back and we're really excited for what's to come. But you've missed about 20 episodes of um, (laughs) 17 movies and then a couple of different little quick take things. We'd like we encourage you to listen to those as well. What's cool about this podcast is you can go all over the place, though. So if you're starting here, just know that you have missed a lot. And uh, it's there. It's really quality content, <laughs> wholesome, good quality fucking content. I'd say family fun, but I don't think family fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I think we're marked as explicit. So uh, yeah, yeah. So we can curse. Yeah, Stacy doesn't curse though that I know of. 
Oh yeah, let's talk about Stacy. I've known oh, Stacy since yeah. I was five years old. I've um, known Stacy since I was twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, twenty-three, twenty-three, years. twenty-three. Yeah. So three years. I've known her for. I, oh my God, like 21 years. So, or about 22 years now. We went, we grew up and went to elementary school, middle school, high school, and college together. So, uh, we've been like BFS for a very, very long time. And as much times as she's tried to get rid of me, um, <laughs> I just keep latching on. <laughs> no, uh, but she's really smart and very uh, articulate and a very big fan of this movie. So we're really excited to talk to her about it. Yeah. 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 I love Stacy. I can't wait. I cannot believe we literally, we almost went through take one without introducing our fucking guest. <laughs> take two. Everybody, this is Stacy. Um, I'm yelling. I'm kind of far from the microphone. Do I sound like I'm yelling? Well, I can't, I can't really tell. I'd have to test it after. It's okay. Well, I'm sure you're fine. Do you want me to test? No, 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 no. This is fine. Oh, it's good. If, if we sound weird, it's because we're all three together and we're all in a, a very high ceilinged room. Um, but this is Stacy, our guest. We introduce you in take one. Um, but Hello. Yes. And we have known each other for, God, feels like my entire life, like at least 22 years now. Uh, like yeah. five or six, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, 21, 22 years. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, we're fairly newer friends. We, yeah. we met four or five years four. ago, I think through, through, yeah, you. four years. Uh, yeah. Four, about four years ago. Maybe doesn't matter. We don't go that far <laughs> back, but still, still good friends. Still, uh, um, she is the reason that we, we thought to do this. Basically, this is, this is a suggestion from Stacy, and I was I was telling her as she was walking up the stairs, I was like, I don't want to tell you how I feel <laughs> about the movie yet. However, I will say that I totally regret doing nine hours of a movie as our season premiere. Yeah, in hindsight, I mean, it's it's long. It's yeah, long. it was long. I think the goal was to because I think you had brought up the fact that it was fun when there were movies that neither of us have seen yeah. and that's so rare for us. And we thought that this would be like a really good series to do because neither of us have seen them. Exactly. And um, like, first off though, we need to talk about, because in the first one we, we did say, we normally talk about, you know, when we first saw it, well, we'd never seen this one. Yeah. <laughs> when did you first see this movie? Tell us about that. Uh, gosh, when did these come out? 2001, two and three. So back to back to back. Maybe like 2005-ish, like middle school age. Gotcha. I didn't see them right when they came out. Like not in theaters? No, okay. no, I didn't see any of them in theaters. He brought up the question when we were watching, um, if you had read the books. Have you read the books or? I have not. Gotcha. You remember they were, they were our, they, they were like an option for summer reading, but it was all, they were like super long and I'm like, no, well, I'm not going to do that. I read The Hobbit. But oh yeah, we did. That, we had to read The Hobbit in school. Like it was like a, hold yeah. up, hold up. Where, didn't you go to a school that like banned Harry Potter and yeah? But Gerald Tolkien is like uh, he's like he was a Christian, right? Yeah. Like he was. It, we we read Car Chronicles of Narnia too. It was more about that one is definitely yeah. I mean that was Christian. allegorical for Christianity oh, or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like there's nothing really, and we noticed this in the movie. You know, there's nothing really um, like sex, drugs, and rock and rolly about this. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like it really is kind of like it is like to the point. I, it's very, 
I mean, it's PG-13, right, because of the violence and stuff like that. But even then, it's not really any blood or anything. Um, This was a a beast of an assignment, though. This was was big. I... (laughs) They were good. Like, it's... I'm not saying... I didn't dislike them. I think, like, they were enjoyable. They were just sort of... We we talked about the fact that um, having watched Game of Thrones first... Yeah. You're like, oh, wow, Game of Thrones picked a lot from that, you know? Sort of. I, I mean, I don't think you could have gotten Game of Thrones like we did no, without this as an inspiration. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's, it's it's really cool to see, like, the trajectory to, to now have filled in a big blank when it comes to, like, fantasy. You know what I mean? Because we, I, I really didn't know where these references is to the point where at the end they're literally writing a story called, like, <laughs> Lord of the Rings and uh, a Hobbit's journey there and back. And it's like, they did that in the Game of Thrones too. I was like, that's, they, and it's the same way. That's a, oh, for Game of Thrones? I don't know. No, nah, I don't think so. They, they end Game of Thrones by writing, you know, writing a book about it. So do like, you remember that? Did you see the finale of Game of Thrones? I did. See, well, well, Sam comes in and he's like writing and then uh, oh, it, right. it turns out that um, Tyrion's not even in it. He like asks him, "Do I come off good?" And he's like, "You're not mentioned." Uh, Did anyone watch this finale? <laughs> you and I watched this two. I know, I know. It's it's <laughs> been a little while. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, it was a little blur. Yeah, it was kind of like yeah. There's that whole season was a blur. That was like that was um, that was tough. But like going through this, you can absolutely see where things like Game of Thrones or even like Harry Potter pulled from. And I think one of the yeah. things I said when I was watching it was, "I'm eager to see." during take three, do the research to find out like if, if Lord of the Rings was sort of like the first that kind of did this. Like, I, I don't really know much about like the fantasy genre yeah. and I wanted to dive deep to see if this was like, cause it's, it's so clear cause you're kind of looking at it backwards. It's not like we've seen Lord of the Rings first. Um, exactly. and then we recognize later on in things that, Oh, that's very Lord of the Rings is sort of backwards. It's like, Oh, I can definitely see where these other movies, these older or newer movies, I guess, pulled their inspiration from, but. That will be good to research, I think, for sure. It may have been the first fantasy to really be taken seriously. Yeah, I think that's a good point, for sure. Clearly with the Oscars, <laughs> this movie won, like, oh, it swept the Oscars. I think it's 11. Like, it could be maybe, like, 10 or 12 or something, but it was, like... I think it is 11, 11. for Return of the King. That is yeah. incredible. And we just watched a, a Return, of the, Return of the King. That was, like, because we ran out of time. It was just, like, okay, I guess we got to watch it today. Yeah. It was a... Spectacle. Yeah. I will maintain that I think these movies are movie theater movies because if not, they're super long and you get distracted. And I was like, oh, I could be on my phone a little bit. You know what I mean? But it was that was that was the best one, I think, for sure. Really? I, well, how do you feel? Agree, yeah. So my favorite one is The Fellowship of the Ring. The first one. Yeah. Just because it's so story driven mm-hmm. versus all the battle scenes. That is there's a point. lot of battle scenes in the last oh, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's so cool. I know they shot them back to back so they could release them year to year, but it just feels like one complete story. You know what I mean? Like where the point where nobody ages because they shot them. So it feels like just it's been a couple of days that they've been. And it's weird because I know that um, like going into watching these, I kind of had like a vague idea of what the story was in my head. And towards the end of the first one, I was realizing how many like memes and references that were that I didn't realize. Like the yeah. whole. Uh, What's the line? Like, a wizard isn't early or late. He arrives precisely when yeah. he's supposed to or something. Like, I don't know if I butchered it or not. But. You're close enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that was really cool. But by the end of the movie, 
I was expecting Frodo to have like his hand dangled over the volcano. Like I thought that that was how the first movie was going to end, and it wasn't. And then going on to the second, <laughs> third, I'm like, this whole thing is, is like really them trying to get yeah. that ring destroyed. So it's certainly an adventure. I'm was, surprised I didn't know more about it though, yeah. because it's 16 years old. You know, or at least Return, you know, Return of the King, because like. Uh, I knew Kate Blanchett was in it, but I didn't know Liv Tyler was in oh, it. Oh, there's so many good people yeah. in it. Okay, who's your favorite character? I felt like you were going to ask this, <laughs> and I don't really have I, one. Throughout our entire lives, I've always been like, who's your favorite this? Like, make a list of your top five this. <laughs> I can't commit to one person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you mine, though. Aragorn. Really? Oh, okay. my goodness. He is so cool. I, I really, I was like... I love him from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I really, I like Sean Bean a lot too, but I was like, you're not going to last. I <laughs> last. Like he, he has that air around him where you just know that he dies and everything. So, Do you have any honorable mentions? Like do you have a couple favorites? Uh, sort of. I mean, kind of cliche, but Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I oh love, oh, you yeah. know, he goes like, away so. and you're heartbroken yeah. that he's yeah. gone. And then, and then, like a butterfly, he reaches. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, I, I love him. He's like the grandpa of the show. Yeah, yeah. the movie and uh, Sam. Sam. Yes, is thank so you. Sweet. See, if I were asked that question, I would say Sam. Sam is probably my favorite. Well, good. I was about to ask you that question. To me, this is something that I, I, this may be controversial, and I wanted to talk to you about this or whatever. I feel like, in when it comes to like character development and stuff, it goes Sam. Pippin, Mary, then Frodo. Like, I, I was just like, oh, I don't That's care about fair. Frodo at all. By the end of this, I'm just like, he's kind of reactionary, and he, he, everything just happens to him, whereas I think the other three are actually going for stuff. I feel like it's like that a lot in fantasy movies, though. Like, any, you, anytime you have these big epic stories, you yeah. see, like, the main character, I think of, like, Luke Skywalker. Like, he's not that interesting of a no, character. You're right. That's or, a good point. Yeah, he's he's not my favorite. But he is kind of influenced by holding the ring the whole time. Yeah. So he he doesn't really get to do his thing. You're right, you're right. I I think that like I noticed that with a couple of characters that like I don't feel them as strongly in certain movies. Like I feel like um, Return of the King, I barely noticed Legolas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like uh, Pippin, I can't okay, Mary is Dominic Monaghan and yes. Pippin is Billy Boyd. Okay, so I think Pippin, re- I, like, I really started to like Pippin, like, oh, Pippin's actually useful in Return of the King. <laughs> I was like, this is good. <laughs> and not a total klutz, oh like in God. the beginning. Yeah, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, we're ready to get rid of both of them. Like, just leave them. Yeah. They're, they're not doing anything but screwing up the mission this whole time. Like, I was so angry at them. But, like, in the third one, they redeemed themselves, I think. Yeah, for sure. especially Pippin. He has that touching song. And, yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of movie that, like, you know when you're watching it, you know, like, it is just like an iconic phenomenon. Like, I mean, obviously I wasn't part of when this was super popular. You know, I, I wasn't paying attention to it, but like just watching it, you can tell that this kind of movie is something that like affected people and like really influenced a, a genre of imitators. I don't know that people have been able to, um, really, uh, uh, 
get on the level of this other than with Game of Thrones? And that is a good, that is a question. What would you say like in I don't know, 30, 40 years, if someone got the rights to this and said, okay, we love those movies, but we want to make this a TV show. What would you, how would you feel? Are you talking about Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah. Like someone already did do that though. Like they're, <laughs> they're making an Amazon show for Lord of the Rings. Oh my, really? Yes. <laughs> Wow, That's I had no idea. It's, it's they spent a lot of money for the rights to that. Oh, I'm sure. Show. So it's coming. Wow. Yeah, they're trying to compete with Game of Thrones. I mean, it's over, but they yeah. want to be the next Game of Thrones in that aspect. It to- I mean, I, it makes sense. I would want to be the next Game of Thrones too if I was doing something like that. Yeah, um, that's a tall. Well, I don't think they're doing the exact same thing. I think it's going to be a prequel of sorts okay. but it's, it's in the universe well, they can certainly i mean i i think it'll, it will be good just to be able to take their time and really introduce characters and give give the kind of mythology that um that game of thrones did because i don't necessarily think that in three hours even in three hours that they were able to tell me like what, what all no, these words meant there's so much and i we're probably going to talk about it more in take three but they have the source material for a show i mean it yeah. just goes so deep the mythology and the languages and yeah it's crazy it is it's like i was like oh i don't know what that means he kept asking he's like what is this and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> either i will say like for take three i will probably have to rewatch these movies <laughs> again just because there are so many names and like it's i don't want to say it's political but there's so much like family stuff and like this guy's this guy's brother which are this guy's son and or sons and like yeah it gets confusing sometimes but um but i was that way with game of thrones like i had i feel like i've watched the first season of game of thrones probably four or five times before i got like adjusted to how the show works um but it's, it's a fun universe like it's a very interesting intriguing universe and i'm definitely i'd love to explore it again so like with this new new show do you agree that maybe it it needed or it would have benefited from being like fleshed out more um well i guess it depends on where they go with it i mean this particular story the book i don't think they could really get any more out than they did with the movies because i mean even the movies they have extended versions of the movies are about an hour longer that's crazy we were like i I can't i can't commit to that sorry (laughs) I haven't even attempted that. No. It's too much. We could talk about The Hobbit really quick, though, before we go to take three. Um, I I remember hearing, I know, like, I knew that they they did it, and they broke it up into three books. And so, or they broke it up into three movies. It's only one book. Yeah. And I remember hearing that that might have been, like, a fatal error. Do you, do you, how do you feel about those versus these? Have you seen those at all? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... I don't care for them as much as these. I There's a lot of special effects things going on, really? whereas with Lord of the Rings, you had the practical effects a lot. So um, cool. Especially in The Fellowship, I yeah, feel like. Yeah. Um, but I don't really feel like it needed to be three movies. But they weren't bad. Like, cool. I, yeah. I enjoyed them. Uh, but as far as just turning on a movie to have this background, like... These movies, Lord of the Rings, I would just have them on, like, in our house all the time. They would just be playing, so I would just remember things just from that. But The Hobbit, I don't really get a chance to turn on as much. Gotcha. 
watch, but yeah. but they're not bad. I like the I, I like I knew that those film I have read The Hobbit. I knew that those followed Bilbo, and I thought it was really cool that we got to see Bilbo in this. I had no idea that like he was in these, and um, that made me uh, like very happy. I'm like, oh, I know, I, I know your story. I'm like, who's the who plays Bilbo in The Hobbit? And uh, uh, Martin Freeman, Martin, yeah. yes, which him. is the perfect role for him <laughs> as an actor. Like he always plays that sort of role yeah. in Sherlock or whatever else. Yeah, I loved him in the Hitchhiker's Guide. I might be alone in that. You, I fell asleep during Hitchhiker's Guide. I haven't Guide. seen it. I've read it though, yeah. and I could see. I mean, it's that's also a as similar Martha. role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very homebody English type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. I, I don't know that this is like falls into that, but I really I always think of Black Panther and Civil War, which is to me felt like um, like a character that could have been throwaway, and I really liked him like a lot. Like I actually cared about him by the end of Black Panther. I was like, oh, okay, I really. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, he's very talented, and I think eventually I will want to watch the Hobbit movies. But I'm not. I, I, you do this thing, Jordan, where you. We're like, oh, I need to watch, I need to rewatch these, or I need to watch this and this and this. I'm not committing to any of that stuff. Like, let me, let me get through these, and then we'll go to, uh, and we'll, we'll get to The Hobbit eventually. But, because you were like, I don't think I've ever recommended that we watch The Hobbit. No, I'm saying you were like, oh, I'm going to rewatch these movies. And I'm oh, like, I oh my gosh. No, no, no. I, I wasn't expecting you to. <laughs> I, like, I will probably, even if I have them on the background or watch them. Yeah, two times speed or something. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> that could have been, I think, may, like maybe like one and a half times speed at some points. Because I'm like, I'm interested in what's going on. I'm just not fully like excited about the pace. They commit. <laughs> well, yeah, they certainly commit to like like empty spaces and like pauses that sort of garner emotion. Yeah. I guess like there's a lot of um, like really tender moments that that sort of drag out and they just yeah. they weren't shy about cutting any of that which is it's good in a way but I mean it does leave for a very long movie so I'm sure think, when Peter Jackson like when when he signed up to do this you know big epic they were like okay just make them as long as you need to I guess yeah. I mean yeah. or but like you you can't you can't release a movie in theaters that's over three hours long really and expect it to do it so well you know so that's another thing I want to look up is how how much each movie costs and what each movie made. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I normally do that. Sorry, yeah. we didn't take the <laughs> time, but um, that was something I was thinking about in the movie because I'm curious yeah. to see how each one did. I'm sure they get progressively better as mm-hmm. as they go on. But so you know how take Stacy is a listener. She knows how take three works. Basically, we're going to go off and do our research, and uh, it may. Some things may line up, some things may differ from each other, um, but we're just going to present it and try to teach each other about these movies more than, I guess, you know, the watching movie itself can do. Um, and I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I Like, just being able to look at a list of people right beside their names makes me happy. Like, I, I'm looking forward to doing that because I'm like, I know there are real names, but... Uh, Oh, the character names. Yeah, I know that. Like, I know the hobbits' names. I would say I could list like the fellowships' names, but other than that, I'm like, it's a, it's a, a bust. I have no idea what what anybody's names are. But I think we did good on take two. How how, did you enjoy your first take two? Do you have anything else you want to say in take two before we go to take three? 
One short thing. Say whatever you want to. Okay. Did you enjoy these movies? On like a scale of one to ten, what was your rank ranking for the movies? Okay, like overall, overall. or like each one. No, okay. not each one. Overall, I would say I would give like based on sheer spectacle, um, the fact that like I have seen the beginning, middle, and end, like I know what happens now, um, versus like how I felt about one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that I've seen like the complete story, um, I would say like a. Seven and a half, eight. Like I'm, I was actually pretty impressed with this stuff. I mean, like the fantasy genre isn't something that I'm like, um, like like medieval kind of stuff. Like isn't something that I'm like super passionate about. But like that, this these movies actually got me in. Actually, like I I was not as um, hyped about number one until I saw the other ones and like know okay. where it went. Yeah, I think that's. How do you feel? My answer would be similar. I'd say I'd probably give it more of like a six or a seven, only because there's so it's such a big universe that it's hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. But I think watching them again and sort of knowing what to expect and knowing what to pay attention to and putting some distance between them, I will definitely enjoy them more. Like like you yeah. said, like the I, the second two the second two made me appreciate the first one so much more. Mm-hmm. And um, and knowing like the spectacle and just knowing like that that it was so special that just so many people that they literally swept the Oscars for their final movie. Yeah. Like, that is so cool to me. What about you? Oh, as an overall Yeah. Ranking? Um, I'd say at least an eight. Eight, eight is a good number. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, like, go out throwing out tens. As much yeah. as you know, I always look like, oh, that's <laughs> But, uh... What, yeah, I... I want to mention a little bit more about that and take three. <laughs> no, not that. Not that, but oh. the Oscars thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to put him on blast. Like, okay. <laughs> for me, at least for someone who didn't grow up with these, it's it's weird because it's it seems like something you kind of have to be in the mood for in order to watch. I'm not sure at this moment that I it's something I just put on in the background, but um, I can certainly respect them. Like, it's... Yeah. it's May, they may not be my favorite genre, but like I can respect the hell out of these movies because they're so well made. Mm-hmm. They're clearly so much work got put into these. Um, so it's I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. It it kind of makes me. It feels like it kind of brings me back to like the first times that I watched Harry Potter, and you kind of like want to immerse yourself into that yeah. universe and get to know all the characters and have a favorite. And yeah, you do kind of have thing. to be in a mood to yeah. watch it. I mean, even as many times as I've seen these, rewatching it, I did kind of like lose track of things sometimes like it because it's been a while so re-watching it like oh I forgot that happened or you lose focus for a second you miss things so I think and that's you also you have to be in the right mood and you have to have a certain amount of time (laughs) set out for uh to to finish a movie but but yes I think we did a good take too are you um are you happy with it anything else you want to say good deal your first guest yeah Yeah, it was fun. Like, I'm, uh, I'm I'm really pumped for take three. I can't wait to see what you bring to the table. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize to any super fans of Lord of the Rings out there. I am just an average fan. I don't know all the mythology, but I like it. Well, it's cool because we'll get to, like, kind of uncover a lot of it and and really because... 
at least for us, anything you tell us is going to be brand spanking. Yeah. You believe in yeah. anything yeah. you say. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody say bye for bye. just a moment. Bye. Take three. Welcome to Elvish Whispers. I hate this so much. Please like and subscribe to this video. <laughs> so I have to the podcast. Stacy's now yes. uh, the other half of this because I can't. I can't do this. I'm leaving. Woman after my own heart. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's because I have. I got some. I have some carrots with me as a snack. And uh, I know last season it was Cheerios, but uh, but I could totally. Got it real close. I'm gonna throw you up. You can be like that lady, like the pickle lady. You see I, <laughs> I love her. I don't I watch to her. her on Facebook. I love her. She's she's a lot. <laughs> I like the little girl. I like the little girl who's like like the little redheaded girl who's like really. I can't stand that the whispering thing, but I think she's funny because she's like really sassy yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Life with Mac, I think her name is, but we're not. Oh. It's non-spawn. We're not okay. sponsored or anything. <laughs> All right. Well, this is take three. I don't. Uh, I, we, Stacy and I, are in the same room. Bernie is back at his apartment, so uh, mm-hmm. sound may not be as great as um, it will be going forward. But we will see. I normally, I literally still have to do the blanket thing, like really? literally drape a blanket over, it. and I'm like, I'm not going to make Stacy pull a blanket <laughs> over herself. So, yes, this is take three. So, like. I didn't realize how successful these movies actually were. Like, I genuinely just thought, you know, like, moderate successes. I knew about the Oscars, or at least I knew about some of the Oscars. But um, I'm just going to lay down some of, like, the facts that is absolutely nuts about this movie. Okay. The first one made $869 million. The second one, 923 And the third one made over $1,119,000,000. dollars so altogether, they've almost grossed $3 billion out of just three movies. Out of just this little franchise, this little trilogy, $3 billion. I had no idea that this is like one of the – like Return of the King was one of the earliest movies to join the Billion Dollar Club. Like that's pretty huh. uh, insane to me. They all have stellar Rotten Tomato scores. Like Fellowship has 91%, Two Towers 95 Return of the King 93 I think I knew that – they were popular to like a certain group of people, but like I was, you know, in a group of people that uh, had never even seen them and really knew nothing about them. So that, I thought that was pretty impressive. I also want to talk about the fact that in the first movie, they won four Oscars um, for cinematography, makeup, original score, and visual effects. The second one won two, and then as we've talked about, the third movie won 11 Oscars, sweeping every category it was nominated in. And it even the first one even got nominated for Best Supporting for Ian McKellen as Gandalf. I cannot believe that I didn't know all this stuff. Like, I'm super into the Oscars, and uh, this is very impressive. Um, this is a weird off-topic question, <clears throat> excuse me, but did Harry Potter win any Oscars? Were they even nominated for any? If anything, it would have been like, visual effects and stuff like that, but I don't think so. I I could be wrong, but... I wonder if they did for score or something. Maybe score. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, compare it to something familiar, but, um, yeah, that's insane. That's wild. <laughs> to have won Best Picture, Best Director, like, Best Screenplay, like, these aren't, these aren't the 
Um, there's some of the technical categories, you know, like uh, best visual effects and best sound mixing. But to win those big above the line awards, like mm-hmm. that's incredible. We don't we don't take these kind of big spectacle movies seriously now, or I guess we're maybe just starting to. I also saw that like this movie literally, and this is unheard of, because uh, like they obviously they shot them all back to back. They they shot for two hundred and seventy four days over the course of from October nineteen ninety nine to December of two thousand. So that's not, I mean, that is like a whole year and then uh, more month or like two more months. So, and then. Uh, each after each movie was released because they were released in one year after each other each one of them had uh six weeks of like reshoots so they shot a ton by the end of it if you consider the extended cuts which we didn't watch which i couldn't watch that's 686 minutes of films in that trilogy 686 movies it's like over 11 hours that is half a day yeah (laughs) that's crazy yeah, I thought that just watching the theatricals was a lot. Um, someone else can go. I have other shit, but um, I don't want to like talk y'all's ears off. Did you want to go, Stacey? Um, I can, sure. I have some stuff on J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings. Uh, he was a professor at Oxford in the late 1920s and taught Anglo-Saxon or Old English. So he was also friends with C.S. Lewis, who is author of Chronicles of Narnia. Um, who was also a professor at Oxford. Tolkien was a linguist, but studied specifically philology, which is a branch of knowledge that deals with the structure, historical development, and relationships of a language or languages. So Tolkien actually knew 35 different languages, which is crazy. (laughs) Um... And he also constructed 15 different languages for the Hobbit universe of Middle-earth. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, I was thinking like, I was going to be like, oh my God, he also invented one, not 15. I didn't know they really, he invented 15 different languages. That's crazy. There's like several different Elvish languages. And I mean, the dwarves had their own thing and, but yeah, it says 15 different languages for Tolkien. So I personally uh, am very fascinated with like different languages and accents and things. So that is just fascinating. That really me. is. And like I think we mentioned in take two, The Lord of the Rings is actually a sequel to The Hobbit, which he wrote first. And it took him uh, about 17 years to write The Lord of the Rings from start to finish. That's including breaks. It took but. us about 17 years to watch it, <laughs> I think. That's crazy. 17 years like to work on. I mean, it's really expansive, so I get that. But, like, wow. Yeah. And um, also in regard to the books and the movies, too. But I always thought that these movies were supposed to be, like, a religious allegory. Like, at least that's what was taught to me. And I... I just thought that this whole time that I've been watching it and actually come to find out after doing some research that's not exactly the case. It's kind of fuzzy because sometimes Tolkien says it is a religious allegory and then other times he said, uh, I have a quote here, as for any inner meaning or message it has in the intention of the author none, 
It is neither allegorical nor topical. I cordially dislike allegory in all its manifestations <laughs> and always have done so since I grew old and wary enough to detect its presence. And, so proper. Yeah, he said that uh, in a foreword in the second edition of The Lord of the Rings. So it seems like he doesn't like allegory, but I kind of picked up some allegory in the movies. Yeah, I kind of picked up the same kind of research. I think um, specifically you brought up, uh, what was it, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I read that he wasn't the biggest fan of that because it was so like blatantly allegorical. I think he likes allegory, but not when it's so like blunt and in your face about it. Like I, I watched some videos yeah. of some people who were explaining that, but um, it do, he does get iffy about. Um, he's very specific about his allegory, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he um, he seems to acknowledge that some of it comes out in his work, whether he intended yeah. to or not. But right. he doesn't like it intentionally. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I always thought from the get go that it was a strictly allegorical thing, but it's not. It seems so. That was something. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are some parts that I can think of specifically in the Fellowship that kind of come across as an allegory to me, like, like Gandalf, like when he dies fighting the Balrog. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, it it looks very demonic, and then he dies, and then he comes back as Gandalf the White. So it it seems very yeah. obvious to me, but maybe yeah. it's not. So that's I found some of that in my research too. Yeah, like um, so I part of my research was uh, talking about Tolkien as a person and like how he grew up in his sort of biography, and there were definitely references to biblical stuff and religious stuff. Like Frodo having this sort of heavy cross to bear this whole journey throughout these three movies. And there were several like resurrection scenes like uh, Frodo himself even was resurrected just like Gandalf. Oh, yeah. Well, not just like I know he had like the spell with the spider. But yeah, that's I I found that, too. I found that, too. So a lot of his stuff, like maybe it's not directly allegorical, but it certainly references a lot of religious things. But he grew up very, very Catholic. So that it makes sense. I don't like Frodo. I'm not a fan of Frodo. Gandalf was a badass, though. I'm I'm fine with um, Gandalf being Jesus in the story. That's cool. Do you wanna you wanna pass or like are you? Yeah, I'm passing the torch. I never like as we know. I I was never really familiar with the Lord of the Rings trilogy or J.R. Tolkien as a person, but I heard this movie was coming out and saw that my favorite composer did the music for it, and I was like, okay, I kind of just have to see this movie. So I went and saw Tolkien, the movie, and it was fine. Like, it wasn't anything extraordinary, but it was fun and interesting. And I sort of realized that. I remember that I had seen it going into this research. So I was like, let me just double check his history and make sure that, like, I I get the story right. So this is, according to the internet, this is not strictly based off of the movie. But uh, he was born in South Africa and moved to England after his father passed away. And that's when his mother and brother converted to Catholicism. They came, became very devout Catholics, and they were very involved with the church. And then his mother passed away due to some, um, I think it was like some diabetic issues. And they, the, his brother and him grew up in the Catholic church. They were raised by a priest. And um, they're very heavily rooted in the church. And that's why like a lot of his stuff is really based in religion. He attended school and became very interested in writing, and he established a really great friendship with three other students 
and they were all sort of interested in some kind of facet of art. I think one was a poet, one was um, like an illustrator, and one was a composer. And they sort of created this like club together. They called it the Tea Club Barovian Society or TCPS for short. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, I love it, that. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. And like they grew up together, they uh, they became very very close knit friends. But throughout this time, Tolkien met a another orphan. Her name was Edith, and she was <laughs> I wrote in my notes gasp a Protestant because that was not like they were enemies at that time. And uh, they became lovers, but his priest guardian guy was like, "No, she's going to be a distraction. I forbid you from from seeing her. She's a Protestant. That kind of thing." So he cut ties with her because the the priest was helping them pay for school. So he was like, I'm going to be respectful. I can't, you know, and it it really killed him to split with her. But it it seems like he pulled or he was like encouraged and motivated by his mother because she sort of literally died trying to put his brother and him through school. And he also sort of used this pain of splitting up with his, you know, the love of his life to inspire his writing. Uh, He traveled the mountains and, uh, he sort of was waiting until he could become of age and was away from the grasp of this priest to return to Edith. But when he did, she was engaged to someone else. Uh, so they took a long walk and met up and talked a while and she decided to break off the engagement and they ended up getting married. So meanwhile, the world is fighting World War One, and all so he Wait, hold on. He left, came back and... And she was engaged and he was like, let's go on one walk. And she was like, okay. And then he talked her into throwing her engagement away and coming to be with him. According to... That was impressive. He's a master yeah. of words. Yeah, yeah. man. He's Honestly, like, look, yeah. I know all these languages. Yeah. <laughs> that is um, impressive. And she, like, apparently, because he, like, was jobless, didn't really have much to his name. So he must have been, like, a real charmer. Meanwhile, the whole world is fighting World War I, uh, and all four members of the TCBS enlist. So they're all like in the military in some way. And all four fought in the Battle of the Somme, which, if you're not familiar, was one of like the bloodiest battles in World War I. It took over 57,000 casualties. And on the first day of the battle, one of the TCBS members uh, was shot and died. And much later, a second one lost his life. So there's really only two... Um, that survived that war. Tolkien got sick during his battle. He there was like some lice that infected a ton of people, and he got um, a fever. And it's reported that he had a lot of hallucinations during the war or during his time fighting. And that's sort of also where he got a lot of his inspiration for like the monsters and and the horrors that he saw uh, during his time in the trenches. But he made it out, and you know, married Edith, had some kids, and. Uh, retired to Florida and that's awesome that's it. he didn't retire to Florida I was just kidding but oh okay well that's a good place to retire it seems like a lot of people do it um is it are we supposed to like kind of draw that maybe the four little hobbit guys or whatever were supposed to be oh. yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's cool the fellowship yep very cool so great he was point. an interesting guy he's a brilliant guy yeah yeah so uh, I was going to look up trivia, but I was like, there's a million trivia facts and there's a million characters in this. So I just picked my favorite. So all my trivia is about Aragorn because I love him. Um, Viggo Mortensen. So, okay, th- these are some pretty cool facts that I thought were interesting. He is trilingual. 
Why did you just laugh just now? Because I also have research on Vigo Mortensen. I do too. <laughs> he seems... Go on. He just seems so pretentious throughout this whole thing because he's like... Just go on. Just you you say your bit. I love him. Respond. Get away from me. Um, <laughs> he's trilingual and he speaks English, Spanish, and Danish. He requested that the script be revised to let Aragon speak more of his lines in Elvish. He's like, give me a challenge. Because I'm like... Who the hell is going to learn a language for – that is just absolutely – like learn a literal like gibberish language that someone made up. Uh, I guess all languages are made up, but like you know what I mean. Like something – I don't know. Just like learning a language and being able to deliver and he's like, actually give me more. That, that blows me away. Uh, he also purchased um, Arwen who is Liv Tyler's horse in the movie and gave it to her stunt double, like her rider double. Which I thought was really awesome. And um, this is the coolest thing, and I love him. Um, he chipped a tooth while filming a fight sequence, and he wanted Peter Jackson to just like super glue it back on so that he could uh, finish his scene. <laughs> I and, read that too, and that skewed me out so bad. Yeah. And like Jackson then took him to the dentist on his lunch break and had them fix it. And then he literally just returned and kept going. It's like, ah. And then. I didn't want to drown you guys in Aragorn um, trivia. Uh, and now I'm realizing that we might actually. But um, my second favorite character is the moth that... Um, Gandalf's <laughs> moth? Yes, they yeah. whispers do. I love moths. I'm like obsessed <laughs> and it's the cutest little moth. And I just read that um, this is a tragic fact. Uh, he was born shortly before uh, filming that day and he died like right after the scene was shot. I thought about yeah. you when I saw that scene. I was like, Nick is going to like this moth. <laughs> it was like so tragic though. Like now I'm thinking like, oh wow, he gave his life for this movie. He had such purpose. Though. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he will always then, be remembered. It's famous moth. He'll have the record for the greatest lifespan in the movie out of all of them. Like his, his whole life. Like he's yeah, only there. That's a good point. Yeah. Can we go back to Vigo Mortensen? Stacy, what did you have for Vigo? So I have a little something that leads into Vigo. Um, it's a little bit long, but uh, I had some sort of trivia on how the trilogy came about, like the production to start with, um, and how having three movies almost didn't happen. So Peter Jackson initially wanted to make The Hobbit as his movie to start with before Lord of the Rings, uh, but he couldn't get the rights to that, so he decided on filming Lord of the Rings instead. Um, and he took the idea to Mir Miramax, uh, to the Weinstein brothers. Blech. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, they wanted just one movie out of this. And looking back, there there's so much stuff it's almost impossible to fit into a single movie so they decided to take it to new line cinema instead um because it doing one movie would have um it would have cut important scenes like the village of brie at the beginning in the fellowship and uh the battle of helms deep which is at the end of the second Maybe the two towers. I would have told you that that was a, uh, a battle in Lord of the Rings. I mean, not Lord of the Rings. Uh, Game of Thrones. That sounds like so Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're going. Sorry, but they they wouldn't have been able to keep that, so they moved on to New Land Cinema. Um, and Peter Jackson actually wanted to do two movies, uh, and New Land Cinema suggested 
doing three movies since there's three segments of the novel, so it would make more sense to divide it that way. So that's how the trilogy came about. And uh, so they went with New Line Cinema instead. And fun fact, uh, in one of the movies, uh, the Weinstein brothers get a credit as executive producers, even though they didn't go with Miramax, but... Um, and they are on a title card with two cave trolls. So, <laughs> so that was really cute. They, uh, that's funny. Yeah. I love that. Wait, can I just like ask a question? Uh, clearly you knew it, but Jordan, did you know that this wasn't three books? Cause I had no idea until Stacy just said that. It's. I would have yeah, said, "Oh, it's a trilogy of books." I, the wording yeah. is weird. Like it's a novel, but it's divided into three volumes, and oh, I want okay. I want to say each volume is divided into two as well, into two books. So it's really hard to differentiate sometimes. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say because I've seen through my research, I saw people um, they had like sets of like four books or three books, and I don't know. What the hell? And then there's like an appendices as a part of it, I guess, with all this elvish language thing uh, or maps. I think there's maps included, too. Um, So, yeah, it's it's considered one novel, but it's broken into three volumes. I feel like Stephen King did something similar with um, The Green Mile. I think it started off as like seven or eight books, but then they brought it into one i don't think that's that uncommon maybe yeah my my book knowledge is not i I feel like i've seen them separated but like you know they re-release i'm sure you know since the movies have been out that they've re-released them as separate books but like i didn't realize wow that's crazy i'm like I, I like I don't I, I don't feel like I could comprehend these books, but like they certainly are like fascinating. I, I would like to at least try. It's the same kind of um, thought I have with Game of Thrones now. I'm like, oh, I could try to read the books. Like I feel like I liked the story enough to where I could try, but like, <laughs> it just seems like it'd be really confusing. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Um, and this is a little bit biased on my part, but. I found an interview with Viggo Mortensen describing uh, what it was like filming all three of the movies. And uh, like I said in Take Two, The Fellowship is my favorite of the three movies. Even though The Return of the King got a lot more accolades, it didn't look like it was going to be that way. So I have, according to a Telegraph interview with Viggo Mortensen, uh, anybody, this is a quote from him. Anybody who says they knew it was going to be the success it was, I don't think it's really true, he says. Um, they didn't have an inkling until they showed 20 minutes in Cannes in May of 2001. They were in a lot of trouble, and Peter had spent a lot. <laughs> Officially, he could say that he was finished in December 2000. He'd shot all three films in the trilogy, but really the second and third ones were a mess. It was very sloppy. It just wasn't done at all. It needed massive reshoots, which we did year after year. But he would have never been given the extra money to do those if the first one hadn't been a huge success. The second and third ones would have been straight to video, he also says. Um, I don't know that I agree with that, but anyway. Um, (laughs) Then he later says, uh, Peter was always a geek in terms of technology, but once he had the means to do it and the evolution of the technology really took off, he never looked back. 
In the first movie, yes, there's Rivendell and Mordor, but there's sort of an organic quality to it. Actors acting with each other in real landscapes. It's grittier. And um, that's the end of his quote, which I kind of agree with that uh, to an extent. I, I don't think it would have gone straight to video personally, but... Um, Probably not with the money they had spent on it, but like that is crazy that... I guess the research, at least from the actor's perspective, the reshoots are what saved those two movies, and those two movies wound up, yeah, like making more. I think um, Fellowship won more Oscars than Two Towers, but obviously <laughs> Return of the King freaking won 11 Oscars. So, like, that's impressive. That is really cool that in the clutch, uh, they like reshoots actually were useful nowadays when someone does reshoots unless it's like a superhero movie where they're baked in when something has to go into reshoots all of a sudden people are like oh no fix a problem yeah yeah it's problematic and 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 a lot of times it um it doesn't work out you know what i mean like oh this underwent massive reshoots and it they they couldn't fix it well he fixed his movies because they they were successful yeah, and I, I can kind of see where he's coming from and that Peter Jackson, once he gets more recognition and using CGI, like you look at the new Hobbit movies, there's a ton of CGI in those. Yeah. And uh, King Kong, I mean, he he really liked to use it once he oh, got yeah. the opportunity to. And that's understandable. I mean, they're really big budget movies. Um, but... I don't know if you'd mentioned this to me outside of it or outside of this or actually when we were doing take two, but like, I know you had talked about like liking the practical stuff more. I do. Preferring that. And I think it was really cool. The kind of um, like just something that comes to my mind, um, the use of like a force perspective, which is like putting something closer to the camera to make it appear larger you know what i mean and that's how in some of the scenes um with gandalf and the hobbit that they were actually much farther away from each other um than it appears and then it just looks like they're close and he's really big and they're really small um that kind of stuff i think is more impactful and also cooler once you know the secret than just like oh everybody was on a green screen and they were digitally shrunk yeah you know yeah but that's I basically, from here on out, I just have a bunch of backing why The Fellowship is such a great movie. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, The Return of the King, that was the one to win all the Oscars. I've heard in some other articles where people have returned, excuse me, they've referred to Return of the King as like the Return of the King treatment in award ceremonies where they just like sweep... Yeah, all the way yep. because I that was such that. a big thing. I can't believe that that had, that didn't come to my mind. You're right; people say that, like, yeah, yeah. When it, when it completely sweeps, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, I think in the fantasy genre, like that, that especially had never happened before. Um, but nowadays, we have like Game of Thrones, um, and we just finished with season eight, the finale. That's being nominated for Emmys right now, and it looks like they're trying to do something similar, where even though season eight was really controversial, yeah, it earned 32 Emmy nominations, which is a record-breaking yeah, thing. Yeah, that is so, so cool. So um, I think that's another example of uh, even though a final installment may not be the favorite or the best, it can still be nominated and sweep things as sort of a... Uh, 
a nod to the franchise's impact as a whole. Yeah, and it's like it's the last time you're going to be able to honor yeah. this movie or this this franchise or whatever. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. And, it, and it's like people were so, you know, divided and, and angry about – I mean I, I don't – I don't know how people necessarily felt about Return of the King back in the day because I was very young when this came out. But um, when it comes to Game of Thrones, like people were so divided. But the things that got nominated, in my opinion, are like these amazing performances. More actors got nominated in this season for Emmys than have ever been nominated throughout the show. I mean like almost every one of the main actors got nominated. Some didn't even – some weren't even submitted by HBO. They literally submitted themselves that got nominated. Who was it? Yeah. Was it like Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie? Christie. Gwendolyn yeah. Christie, yeah. That is Gwendolyn. incredible <laughs> that she, yeah. So like that kind of, um, that kind of respect for a franchise like that, um, movie or TV, is actually, it's it's awesome. Like it makes me, it makes me happy. And it is, it, you can just tell that people, regardless of whether or not they like a certain entry, the industry at least respects the heck out of this stuff, you know? Um, So Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King being the first fantasy film to win Best Picture, would you consider it to be the last as of right now? Would you consider Shape of Water to be a fantasy film? I was just about to say, literally, the the most recent thing that I can think of that is actually, like, fantastical that has won is is shape of water. Like, uh, I'm just trying to go back and think of the other best picture winners. There's nothing. I mean, I don't know, like, uh, what, like La La Land won for like a couple of seconds. Um, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause maybe I was looking at some outdated articles, but some places were saying that, uh, return of the King has been the first and only fantasy film to win best picture. But I didn't know if that was necessarily true since shape of water is now, Winner. Well, there are definitely, you know, different ki- kinds of fantasy when it comes to these two movies, but um, it's crazy that one, you know, like, it took 15 years for another even fantasy light movie. I mean, the fact that it really the only fantastical part of it is the fact that there's a fish creature. Um, I would say that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean... It it kind of seems like sci-fi a little bit, but um. I I think that that's that's what I was gonna say. I would I think I would classify that more as sci-fi than than fantasy because there's there's not really much like you could argue there's not a lot of magic involved. It seems all very scientific, like yeah, they discovered this true. creature. Um, but I mean, it's all of this is you know up to interpretation. It's not like there's yeah, a and strict like the, rule for anything. Exactly, like the fantasy genre. Like how how do you describe specifically you know yeah. what what that means? Do you have any or do you have other stuff? Me? Yes, I do. It's your um, turn. I I have a, a couple of like themes that I thought were interesting, and then some like random trivia, um, and then that'll do it for me. Um, so Thank God. there's a. Just kidding. kidding. Um, uh, So I researched a lot of um, like analysis videos and stuff, and there was one that I caught that was really informative and interesting. Um, There's a theme of like symmetry and balance throughout the whole movie. Uh, A lot of the pairings and groups that travel are um, 
a lot of like even numbers. There's a whole lot of pairs in this movie. Um, a lot of groups of four. Um, and the ending of the movie or the ending of the trilogy mirrors the beginning of the trilogy. It's kind of like cyclical, um, where there's like the constant struggle for the ring and the whole, like going to the edge of the cliff to drop it in only to be like, no, wait, this is mine. Um, Mm-hmm. happened in the beginning and then the same in, with Frodo at the end and both Frodo and Sauron um lost fingers uh struggling to to uh oh yeah that was control gross. Ring. Yeah. yeah that was gross <laughs> when yeah okay yeah, um, I remember that there's also uh the whole idea that like good doesn't always defeat evil but evil typically is always self-defeating. Tolkien believed in the power of nature and believed that industrialization and machinery and technology was only created to like divide people and turn against and turn people against each other. Whereas nature is more about like harmony and refuge. Um, And you can absolutely see that in, uh, in sort of the battles that were in the movie, uh, the whole rings purpose and, um, that also sort of mirrors his time in the war and um, his experiences in the mountains and in nature, um, that kind of thing, I guess. I hadn't thought about that um, in regards to the respect for nature um, until watching the two towers again, when you see the ants and they get really upset when things have been destroyed. But if you, if you liked that, I love him. What's up here? Yes. Tree beard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you liked that, uh, I would also recommend in the Hobbit movies, um, it, it also goes along with that same, uh, respect for nature theme. Um, there's a character called Radagast who is adorable. Uh, he's a, uh, a wizard and he has, he's very nature driven. Um, but I would recommend that if you like that vein of Lord of the Rings. I had to look Very him up. Cool. Give me just a second. Just a second. He's um I can't oh, remember. Oh, he's like this like old scraggly man. Yeah. He um, does seem adorable. But, okay, hold on. We're gonna look him up too. <laughs> no, he I don't remember the actor's name, but he actually played uh one of the doctors. Um gosh, I wish I could remember his name. Radigans. Oh, from Doctor Who? Yes, yes. One of the oh, older ones. Oh, I was gonna say I don't recognize him as the the more recent ones, but that's that's really cool. Huh? Where? What is? What is his name? Is it played by Sylvester, Sylvester McCoy? McCoy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. His character, uh, he has like a bunch of animals in his hut that warn him, and he tries to save them, and he's great. Uh, That's cute. Adorable. Y'all might actually like The Hobbit. I know I kind of poo-pooed it in Take Two, but it it is more. There are some slower and darker portions of Lord of the Rings that are not in the Hobbit necessarily. So it's, it's a little more like family friendly and watchable in that regard. Gotcha. Um, so I would recommend that if you liked it. That's kind I of would watch, going, oh, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just saying I would watch the first one just to be able to watch the second one. Cause I want to, I really, um, like the character of Smaug from the book. And, yes, he uh, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. does a really good job, and he does that. Uh, what is it called? Motion capture. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which also 
I don't think I've mentioned it so far, but shout out to Andy Circus for being yeah. so good as Gollum yeah. in the motion capture and voice. We were legit bummed he was not in fellowship or like barely like that. Yeah, they teased him. Yeah. And he, I feel like that was another thing. He was a CGI character mm. and I, with the budget constraints that they were talking about. That makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. He's so he's a good. He's literally a fantastic actor as a human and as like uh, an ape, as a golem. Like, but also he's a really really good director. I really like. I thought that I love the Jungle Book, but like I thought he really did good with the Mowgli movie. He directed like the other one. That. It's on Netflix. It's actually like really good. I was impressed. I think going into the research to this, I realized that it like this is a big universe, and there's I, like in order to do these movies justice, I feel like we'd need to do like three or four episodes on on. There's just so much out there, and there's so much philosophy, and there's so much story, um, and I feel like it's difficult to to do that when you haven't like grown up with them. But I feel yeah. like after a few more watches and. Um, Maybe even like like you said, visiting the the Hobbit movies, it would be, it would be interesting because like I I would do an episode on like the Harry Potter movies, but I've seen all of those movies a million times, so like I'm very clear with the universes and the characters yeah. and stuff. But um, this yeah. is a fresh take for sure. I agree. I definitely agree, and I like how they all. It it really does feel like one continuous story with like little. Mm-hmm sections throughout it's like um homer's odyssey it's sort yeah. of it's like this epic it's it's and you meet enemies along the way and you get weapons along the way and you lose characters and it's it's very much an epic definitely and it's very cool going back to vigo mortensen and how much of like i just i don't know he seems so because he refused to use like the plastic swords that they gave everyone else he's like no i'm gonna use a real metal sword and you talked about him buying a horse. He's so cool. Somewhere. Yeah, but <laughs> well, like you're using it on other people. Like, yeah, sorry guys, yeah. you better watch out for level. my real sword. Get on his level. <laughs> Learn to dodge stuff. Come on. He just seemed. I don't know, but I don't know if this is like if the story just got, you know, telephoned where it like changed from person to person. But I read that he loved the horse that he used on set so much that he bought it and then bought another horse on set so that they could be friends, so that his first horse wouldn't be lonely. That's what I read. Um, That's cute. Yeah. yeah. See, he bought his pet a friend. I don't understand why <laughs> y'all don't like Viggo Mortensen all of a sudden. I didn't say Well, didn't. like, <laughs> he's just, I don't know. He's At least like, in these oh, movies. I'm going to use a real sword. Oh, I'm going to learn all the languages and, like, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. Anyway. It, it's funny um, because I don't think he was actually supposed to get the role of Aragorn. I think it was allotted for someone else, and then he happened to get it later. Oh, I'm not really? sure if that's true or not, but that, that's funny hearing all these things, knowing yeah. that. He he committed, for sure. Um, all of the Fellowship actors got a matching tattoo. They got the number nine in Elvish um, tattooed, except oh, wow. for the actor who played Gimli. But his stunt double, Gimli's stunt double, got the tattoo. So technically, like, all of the Fellowship did get a tattoo. Um, but speaking of Gimli, the actor who plays him is actually the tallest of the actors of the Fellowship, even though yeah. he plays the shortest um, the shortest character. 
the Tolkien estate was only given about $60,000 for the film, but then they sued and they got the money back that they were owed. I think it was like $150 million, which was great. Still um, not enough. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. $3 billion. I bet you yeah. The Hobbit, they got a lot more. Cause they're like, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're not doing oh, The no. Hobbit without... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's kind of sad. Ian McKellen and Elijah Wood were never actually, they never filmed a scene together in person. Any of their filming was done separately. So they oh. never really worked together just because of their height difference right. and the way that they had to shoot. They did it separately. Um, there were a ton of injuries on set. Uh, some of the more interesting were that Sean Astin stepped on glass and needed 20 stitches and, but was able to film like the next day. Uh the spider, is it Shalob? Shalob? Shalob. 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 Stabbed. Tony Shalob. 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 Elijah Wood was actually stabbed somehow by by the um, the spider and was sent to the hospital. And Wait, was this a real so, spider? I think, I don't know if it was like a, no, that's not a real, <laughs> No. No, but I'm Where? sure it's... Where did they shoot these movies? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't New Zealand, so... Oh, no. <laughs> That's really close to a bunch of wild things. Oh, my gosh. I don't know our, if it was our, just like, like... little spikes are off the chart, so I'm probably pretty loud in this. I'm going to have to... If I'm, if I'm screaming at the audience, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was just, like, the prop or, like, some animatronic or something, but um, uh, Viggo Mortensen broke two of his toes when he kicked the orc helmet after finding out that um, one of the hobbits was dead or alive or something. Um, I forget the actual part, but um, see, bro, yeah. And then she just toes and <laughs> super glued it back into his mouth. No, thank yeah. you. But that's it for me. That's it for me. I'm impressed. I'm done. I'm out. Um, okay. So basically I found this Lord of the Rings trivia quiz Right, and I got a six on it, which I was impressed with. Pretty good. Um, yeah, so it's like failing, but like I didn't expect it to do well. Um, but I wanted to give it to you guys and see if you guys could collectively answer these oh, questions. Geez. Well, okay, so <laughs> I think I think Stacy will um, no, be of more don't use. Put that pressure on me. Well, they were really easy. It wasn't like the be all end all of. It was ten questions. Don't okay. worry. Can I forfeit? Can I? Uh, <laughs> These are easy, though. Okay, I got this one. The Lord of the Rings movies are based on a novel by what author? J.K. Rowling, J.R.R. Tolkien, J.M. Barry, or H.G. Wells? Oh, they're multiple choice. Okay. Yes. Obviously. Thank goodness. We got to think about this. Tolkien, yes. <laughs> okay, I got this one wrong. Um, what is the first voice we hear in The Fellowship of the Ring? Oh, I know this. Give me the options. Um, Frodo, Gandalf, Bilbo, Galadriel. That last one. Galadriel. Galadriel. I can quote this whole thing. Actually, for the ASMR thing, I was going to do this <laughs> whole thing, but it's too it's too nerdy. I oh can't. my goodness. Can't. Patreon exclusive, maybe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I I love that beginning. She's the world has changed. It's lovely. <laughs> that is too funny. She's a great character. Awesome. Yeah, really she like is her. really cool. And like that was really cool that Kate Blanchett was in these. Like, well, hold on. How did you get that wrong? Who did you pick? Because that was three males and a female. That was absolutely a female voice in the beginning. Yeah, I didn't remember what happened at the beginning. That was eighteen hours ago. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I, I like I, I got it. I clicked it right 
this time um, to get the actual correct answer, but um, I probably said Gandalf or something. I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I got this one right. Uh, the only way to destroy the Ring of Power is to throw it into the fires of what? Mount Doom. <laughs> Good job. I'm impressed. See, you're killing it. Um, while traveling through the mines of Moria, which member of the Fellowship of the Ring is killed by the Balrog? Is it? Give oh. me the choices. Come on. I mean, it's, I thought it's, you meant in that scene, like when they're in the tomb. That that's no one died there. Yeah, that's no. what I was thinking that, too. That but wasn't I, the Balrog there. That was he dies by the Balrog. Is it? Um. Uh. See. Now I'm like saying no, I want you to it. say it. I know Stacy knows. I want you to say it. I want you to either be right or wrong. <laughs> like this comes down we're to we're gonna me laugh at you if it's wrong. No worries. <laughs> this, this comes down to me knowing or me like remembering what the monsters are. Is it is it Gandalf? The yes. Balrog, yeah, it's okay. a demon looking thing. It's, yeah, it's the, yeah. with the fire with whip. With the whip, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh what is the name of the ant who carries Pippin and Mary through Fangorn Forest? Oh, um, uh, uh, Treebeard. Good yeah. job, good job. Treebeard. I love that, like, he gave such awesome names to, uh, everyone else, but this one's literally... He's a tree with a beard. I ran out of stuff. I, like, I can't <laughs> think of anymore. Like, the master wordsmith, probably, that ever, that has ever lived. He couldn't think of... I don't know. That's funny. Um, I, there is no way on earth Jordan's gonna know this, uh... In the two towers, uh, who is Saruman's spy in Rohan or Rohan? <gasps> I don't know his name, oh. but I know his face. Do you want a name? Yeah, it's Wormtongue. Good job. Yeah, he's the the he's obvious like the, bad guy. That's yeah. like, is he like the snake-looking guy with like the yeah. long hair? Yeah, it's Brad okay. Dorif. It's Brad yeah. Dorif. He's the guy that plays Chucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what actor was originally cast as Aragorn? Oh, I don't know this. Um, Ooh, so is it? Give me a list. Okay, so <laughs> Christian Bale, Stuart Townsend, Brad Pitt, and David Schwimmer. Can you imagine Stuart David Townsend. Schwimmer? Like, hi. No, <laughs> I was well, yeah, say, Stuart Townsend. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know who the heck. That was another one I got wrong. Um, in Return of the King, who kills the Witch King? I do remember this part because she's like, he's like, no man can kill me or something. She's like, I'm not a man. And then she kills him. Yes. And then I feel like all the choices are boys. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm, does anybody remember her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's like, I, I am no man. All the choices were boys. So I know. <laughs> That's, That's funny. funny. Um, who does Sam marry at the end of Return of the King? And it's not Frodo. I don't know her name. He's clearly in love with Frodo. Uh, he her, kind of is. Yeah. Uh, but he marries Rosie. <laughs> Stacy, this is really impressive that you know this. At, at the beginning, well, I like it all comes back because I'm not as fresh on Return of the King. But in the beginning, he uh, Frodo's like, come on, Sam, ask Rosie for a dance. And then he shoves her to go or shoves him to go dance with her. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. He marries Rosie. Oh, um, and then the last one is how many Academy Awards did the Lord of the Rings trilogy win? Oh, trilogy? Eleven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's eleven. That's the third one. Oh, I'm sorry. Repeat the the, the whole the trilogy. trilogy. Oh, I don't know that. I don't either. 
Nope. 17. The first one won four, the second one won two, and then the third one won 11. That's one of the ones I actually got right. So I think we collectively passed that. I'm, I wasn't yeah. keeping track. That's good. I think we did good. I think we have we have passed uh, BuzzFeed's um, standards. Test. Yeah, <laughs> such high BuzzFeed standards. So now we know that with with a fan of this movie who has seen these movies multiple times, that we can we can at least you know hobble through a quiz. It's good to know. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that's that's all I have too, Stacy. This was. Absolutely amazing. I had a really good time. I think this trilogy of movies is something that I may have gone my entire life without watching without you. Like, I legit, uh, if if you had not suggested this, I, I don't know that I ever would have watched these, and I'm glad I did. I think we are better people for it. I'm so happy that you decided to pick this as yeah. one of your options for, uh, for a review, and I'm... Glad to have been here. Yeah, I'm fun. so glad that you came. Like this is um, this was awesome. We will definitely um, welcome you back anytime you want to come back. And I'll tell you the movies that we do if you want to come back. Um, <laughs> I but, yeah. like you sound so humble, but like this was your idea, Stacy. Like, yeah, <laughs> not have happened. You're like, oh, do something that you well, have, you neither of you have seen, and it was you were like, uh, how about Lord of the Rings? Nudge nudge. Like this was this was. It wasn't your... a nudge nudge. It was like. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. you need to watch these movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure. glad we did, though. This was this was a hell of a lot of fun. I agree. All right. So um, I don't know. I don't know a good way to end this. Okay. Hold on, though. Um, do we talk about our favorite lines from the movie? Oh, I have one. Mine was when um, he's – I don't remember if he's, like, holding – or uh, Sam – I don't know if he's holding Frodo or Frodo's like far away. I think it was after the incident with the spider um, and he's dying. Sam's like, don't go to a place where I can't follow. I was like, oh, 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 that's so sad and so beautiful and amazing. And that was my favorite line. That is good. And I forgot to do that. So <laughs> I, I forgot to do it as well. I have a few, I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to name them all, but I'm literally love, pulling them out of her mind. No, right I love Gollum. Like I can, I literally quote Gollum a lot, you know, <laughs> he, he ruins it and all these little quips that he has are so cute. But, um, I love the way he talks. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. Hobbitses. Hobbitses. Yeah. Um, but if you want like a sweet line, uh, the one at the very end where Frodo is struggling up Mount Doom and Sam says, uh, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. That is so sweet. Yeah. All right, y'all gotta tell me that they, they like. There's some subtext in this movie. There, there I'm just is, saying. But they are so. Sam is adorable. I love Sam. Yeah, so, um, yeah. he's great. And another one uh, at the beginning or in the Fellowship, uh, Gandalf has some good ones where he. There's one. Gosh, I don't remember it exactly, but he. He says something like, uh, some that live deserve death, uh, some that die deserve life. Who are you to to give it to them? Or can oh, that's you give it cool. To them? Uh, that was a good one. He's yeah, very yeah. wise. I like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the best. That's that's great. Yeah, and I... Um, I didn't. I completely forgot to look that up. So and you came up with this idea. Any, yeah. Like, yeah. This was your idea, too. Yeah. 
Anyway. So we can end on the note that Nick's not very good at this. <laughs> Fool of a Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Stacey. Yes, thank you, Stacey, so much. Hey, listeners, we hope you're as excited as we are to be back, and we hope you enjoyed your trip to Mordor this episode. Uh, This episode was produced and edited by Nick and Jordan. If you want to hear more, visit us at take3amp.com or on all major social media sites at take3amp. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at take3amp at gmail.com. Also, if you want to support us, we now have a Patreon with some awesome perks and rewards at patreon.com slash take3amp, and those are all the number three. And if you want a free way to support us, please share this or leave a rating or review on iTunes. It helps us tremendously and gets the word out to more listeners. Happy listening, and we'll see you next week.